CCS Insights podcast series. My name is Bola Rotaby, and I'm the Chief of Enterprise Research here at CCS Insight, and your host for today's discussion on achieving customer success in the face of IT complexity and investigating IBM's win-win strategy for doing so. Joining me today from IBM Technology UK and Ireland are Natalie Denier, Director of Client Engineering, and Chris Oldacre, Director of Customer Success. I'm also joined by Clive Howard, CTO at Haruzi, a provider of humanitarian fintech platform. Clive is also an Associate Practitioner Analyst with CCS Insight. Welcome to you all. Hi, good to be here. Hello. Hi, Bo. Hello. Hi. Thanks so much for having us today. Uh, I think this is going to be an absolutely great conversation. I'm very excited by it. Right, I'm going to go straight into the questions because I know we've got such a lot to discuss and it's such a great, you know, sort of hot topic at the moment. So when we think about customer engagement, it's a well-publicized term. But what does a fit-for-purpose customer engagement operation or program look like in today's complex IT environment? I'd like to throw that over um, over to you, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Bola, and thank you for for having us and giving us the opportunity to talk about this today because it's something that Natalie and I are incredibly passionate about. And I think if I just want to start on that point of customer engagement, I know we talk a lot in the industry about customer success. Um, we think customer success is really you measure you measure outcomes when you do customer success, but in order to get to those outcomes, that requires customer engagement. And customer engagement isn't simply a post-sales exercise. It requires lots of work and investment from both parties up front in order to um, kind of hypothesize on the minimum viable activity you want to undertake to validate or prove that certain activities with your technology will yield certain returns, uh, either in terms of uh, business outcomes or improve customer experience. And so that's why when we in IBM talk about customer success, we, we can't talk about that in isolation of, of customer engagement as a whole, which is why Natalie and I uh, work so closely together in terms of client engineering at the front end of that customer experience and then customer success at the value realization part of that experience. Natalie, is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, that's really well said. And I think the evolution that we've seen in terms of client engagement is understanding that it doesn't have a start and an end date. It's about that um, infinity loop almost. So we're looking at how do we make this a seamless experience for our clients from the first day that we work with them, continuing on, moving forwards, building that trusted relationship and ensuring that whatever we do with them in a pre-sales type environment continues on and that experience continues on through to post-sales, through implementation and ensuring that the client is really going on that journey with us uh, and getting maximum return investment for for their solution. So a real evolution in terms of, I think, what we mean by client engagement and also how we're working with our clients today. Yeah, and I think for us, Bola, it's about that recognition that it, you know, no client journey is the same and no client journey should start and end at a defined point because the whole point of the technology and the power of the technology working with our clients is you do the first sprint of implementing a product or platform to achieve an outcome that then unlocks or yields additional opportunities or benefits or use cases and we come back round. So we think of it as much more of a loop um, than a kind of end-to-end linear process. 
Well, that's a good point, actually. And it's it's actually also recognising the, I suppose, the partnership that is actually much more of an important aspect of client engagement, isn't it, really? Because, you know, to a lot of times, you know, I think in the past, people have tended to sort of provide a solution and maybe not, you know, you've either helped implement it, but, you know, companies have either helped implement it and then walked away a little bit to let the client get go um, sort of um, you know continue their journey but in fact when we think about the complex IT environment that most clients are experiencing both in their infrastructure and also in terms of what they want to achieve and what they want to be you know doing from um, their yes you know, sort of like you know from their own clients and other workforce it's actually quite a complex environment so in fact you need a lot more hand-holding nowadays so that whole engagement is much more about a partnership which is what you both are saying yeah and i think there's a perception or or possibly there has been a creeping perception that with the the explosion of SaaS platforms that the world of it and business platforms and technology has got simpler and actually i think we'd recognize there's a growing acknowledgement now that if anything it's made it more complex and that's Mm. where this notion of the hybrid um, environment really comes to life and that's something that I think we've really thought about at IBM and acknowledged that the um, traditional kind of model of customer success as a post-sales activity shouldn't really exist in isolation. That's why it's, it's so important to work with um, what we call client engineering in IBM, which really works at the front end, very much in that pre-sales, pre-purchase area to make sure that we're identifying and proving use cases before the client enters into that investment and makes that significant com- commitment to any technology provider. So for us, we talk a lot about customer success and deployment requiring a village of people. It's not just customer success managers. It's not even just IBMers. Of course, it is a, a partnership with the client. Maybe, Natalie, I don't know if you want to talk a little about um, kind of client engineering's role in that partnership. Yeah, I do. But uh, just to start with, just picking up, I guess, on Bola's point around that partnership, I think it's so critical. And again, when we look at Um, today's IBM and how we are driving innovation together with our clients, that trusted partnership and that partnership relationship needs to be there. That's how we're driving innovation collaboratively. And I guess to pick up, Chris, on what you were saying in terms of what client engineering is doing sort of at the front end, we are looking at driving innovative type relationships and partnerships with our clients to truly understand where our clients are at today and go on that journey with them, right? Um, As they move hybrid cloud, data and AI. A lot of the challenges that we're seeing with our clients today in the marketplace, actually, you know, we're seeing a lot of trends, a lot of themes. Um, And what we're trying to do is through those partnerships is look at some of the best practice around how can we speed up the types of solutions that we're building with and and for our clients. Um, But yes, on the the pre-sale side, it's really important that we build that partnership, we build those relationships, and that we go on that innovation journey together. So for me, strong, trusted partnerships is what drives the innovation behind uh, the solutions that we deliver. Yeah. And I think just one final point, Bola, if I, if I can, because I believe it's an important one, is we talk about partnerships, but this is a partnership that comes with investment upfront from IBM. So when we talk about client engineering and we talk about customer success, they are um, free at the point of entry pl- programs, I guess. There is no charge for a client mm. to enter you know, a relationship with client engineering or, or customer success. It's predicated on IBM making that upfront commitment to building that long-term partnership with a client. 
because we believe that the value we realize from the technology will um, will, will tell its own story and the client mm. will want to continue that investment with IBM. Well, that's great to hear. I mean, Clive, I mean, as a practitioner and also as a CTO uh, and a customer, you know, of using you know, technology and building it with for your firm, this must be a really kind of important thing to, you know, for your know, music to your ears in, in, in many respects, because to a certain extent, how things have changed for you as a customer, not necessarily a customer of IBM, but just as a customer who's needing this support. I'd love to hear your points, what you're hearing from Natalie and Chris. Thanks, Bola. I think just to pick up on a, on a couple of things that, that have been have been talked around, which is, first of all, um, complexity. I think um, I think what's important, and I sort of, yes, to talk about this from the client side, um, I think, it, you know, it's important that, you know, we know we have a lot of complexity, um, but it's important to understand that often partners are not involved in all of that complexity. They're involved in some of it. Um, and so one has to sort of understand that that there is a there is a scope from which the partner is operating um, and you 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 need to sort of, you know, um, allow for the fact that thing other things are going on within the organization within it outside of it but that will have a have an impact that um that the partner's not part of and 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 can't control and so um you need to sort of factor that into to what you're looking to or looking for them to achieve um on and, and then equally i think sort of related to it the point about a journey which has been mentioned a lot i think it's important to make sure that 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 everyone understands the destination and i think it's been a it's been a problem often in the past where organizations have sort of one view of the destination or at least they're not maybe clear enough even to themselves about the destination when they begin and and that obviously can lead to to problems later on where you know the partner's doing everything they possibly can to get you to the destination you outlined but you have actually decided at some point oh i wasn't quite sure about that that destination and maybe I'm on a I'm on a different path and then and then obviously that you know that that can be very sort of um, uh, problematic so I think addressing the um, you know acknowledging the complexity acknowledging where the partner plays a role and where the sort of the limits of that are in that complexity and then making sure that everyone is on the same journey to the same destination and uh, and um, uh, uh, stays on that stays on that path as well. Okay, that's. I mean, that's a good. That's those are really good points to to raise, actually. And in fact, it's actually it's about communication, really, isn't it? The, the fact that it's not only just about the the engagement side and the partnership um, aspect, but it's also about communication. And I think that's what you're actually saying, uh, Clive, is that it's important that everybody's there. But it's great. It's a great starting. It's a great starting point. It's a great sort of. It's great foundations for the relationship that needs to happen in this, um, especially when we have such a complex environment. And it's it's good that um, organizations are starting to think about this and move to kind of thinking about customer engagement in that in that way. Sorry, I was just going to um, sort of um, build, I think, on what you're both saying there around the communication, and the relationship. Um, so within client engineering, we've actually introduced a, a method that we apply in order to ensure that we're going on the same journey with our clients. Because I think, Clive, you were completely on point. How many times have we embarked on a journey with a client, both sides thinking we're on the same page, we know what we're heading for, 
uh, and sometimes, you know, halfway through or, you know, goodness gracious, we actually get to the end of an engagement together and actually realise we were actually on different pages, right? Worst thing we can possibly do on both sides, does nothing for the relationship, doesn't address the challenge or the opportunity we have. So it was really important, I think, for us as a, as, as a business to really look at how do we go on that journey with our clients? And so client engineering was formulated in order for us to use standard practices, agile, lean approaches, um, and methodologies to ensure that we're actually on the same page with our clients and our partners as we go on, uh, you know, look at an opportunity together. And that's been really fruitful and really, really important for us. Um, and we've had some great feedback on it, I have to say, from our clients as well in terms of how we ensure we stay together as we go throughout an opportunity, but how we are delivering to the same scope, the same hypothesis, and ensuring that we stay on the same page throughout that journey. So really important point there. Mm, that's a really good point. It kind of talks to my next point, actually, because I think you've hinted there is that, you know, sort of what are the core tenants that differentiates IBM's approach to customer engagement? And what do you see are as a standout features capable of addressing changing customer demands. And I think we've already started to hint at that. Yeah, well, not hinting at that, rather explicitly talked about communication. But is there anything else that you think that is, you know, particularly differentiating? Because, you know, I'd love to hear more about how both of you work together, because I think I'm getting the sense that you work in, you know, in a sort of a cooperation sort of um, relationship. Yeah. And so I think there's a, there's a couple of themes I'd like to draw out there, Bola. The first one is actually just, just one of practical application of the space of the two teams. So uh, Natalie's team and my team share the same floor, level nine of IBM's office in York Road, but obviously around other offices around the country, we'll have our um, client engineering and customer success practices co-located. Um, and that is because simply sometimes you can't beat having people in the same space working together. And sometimes it's very difficult to make the distinction between who's a client engineer and who's a customer success manager, because we really work very closely together. I think one of the um, kind of the defining themes, certainly for customer success when IBM was um, establishing the practice in its current form, was we really wanted to maintain that technical integrity and technical discipline <clears throat> within the team. And so you'll find that our customer success managers are hired from um, experienced technical backgrounds. And that's really because, um, going back to the complexity we talked about earlier, what we hear from clients is, you know, we're not short of business development people or people who come to us with um, particular points of view, actually what we really want and we really value is that technical expertise who can get hands-on keys or in the labs with the client's own technical um, professionals and really make a difference at the platform level. Because of course we all want to achieve the business outcomes and we're very heavily informed by the business outcomes, but ultimately it does require a degree of practical execution. And so in IBM, we make no apologies for the fact that we have a technical kind of bias in our customer success team, um, because we hear from clients, it's absolutely what they, um, they consider to be a really valuable part of that relationship. I think, Natalie, you've got the same in client engineering. We absolutely do. And, and we are a multidisciplinary team. So we have architects, designers, engineers, um, you know, consultants, all in this pre-sales capacity, working to formulate our squads together to really, you know, address our client opportunity uh, and challenges. Um, and, you know, another key theme, just picking up on sort of the 
the technical uh, elements and skills that you were talking about there, Chris, is also, I think, a real differentiator for us has been the co-creation mm -hmm. that we've been doing with our clients. And I think this has been really critical to all of our successes, actually, because when we co-create with our clients, we were talking about the communication, we were talking about the innovation, we we're talking about being on the same page together and going on, on the journey together collaboratively. The co-creation really plays a fundamental element in that because it ensures that we're coming together to formulate the solution, whatever that might be. And of course, we never start with the technology. We always start with what's the business challenge? What's the opportunity? What are we looking to address? And of course, then we go on that journey together using a, a refined and robust method co-creating, working together, having all the right stakeholders in the room from business all the way through to IT. Uh -huh. So if we're working on a security solution, we'd be working with the CISO and their, their team and their communi community. But where we can have like for like, so for example, from a client engineering perspective, if I have designers, engineers, architects, where we can also have similar skill sets come from our clients and sit at the table with us to really formulate what the solution should and needs to be, taking into account the client's environment uh, and you know that their specific nature and their uniqueness, we again know that we're going to be going on that same journey together and creating something at the end of it which is going to deliver real value, right? Yeah, and I think um, just to, to kind of build on that point and actually go back to uh, a point I made at the start, which I, on reflection, I think there's an important element to this we, we think everybody should understand is when we talk about our customer success managers and our client engineers mm. being together on level nine, <clears throat> the really important third part of that is the clients. And so if you come to um, level nine, you will see client engineers, you'll see, but you'll also see clients sharing the same space. Mm. And that was something that we very deliberately designed the layout of the of the building even to consider is that it's not about um, IBM or any other vendor doing something to a client. It's about doing it with the client. And I think, as as Natalie alluded to earlier, the more time we spend together, mm. the more aligned we're going to be on what we're trying to achieve for, for each other. And so mm. we found, again, that's been an incredibly valuable part of the process for us and for clients, because, of course, clients... They get to learn and work with all the expertise we've got in the building, but we're humble enough to appreciate there's also things we can learn from our clients as well. And we find that that model works really well. And what's interesting, I guess, just picking on that, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, taking it to the next level, I guess, when I think about some of the enterprise clients that we've been on a real journey with, right, we've known them for years. But I would say the journey that we've gone on with them over the last couple of years since our teams were formulated and sort of brought to market, as it were, has really changed the level of relationships that we have with those enterprise accounts. Now, to your point, we're co-creating, we're co-located, we sit face to face, you know, talking about their business, perhaps on a weekly basis, right? So it's not about us looking, oh, we have a specific opportunity we need to go and work on even. We're now on a completely different level in terms of the dialogue that we have on an ongoing basis. To the point, actually, you were making earlier where we all sit on level nine, for example, you would be hard pressed to sort of say, who's an IBM and who's not, yeah. right? It, yeah. It's that delineation almost doesn't exist anymore yeah. in our in our current environment and i think that's a real key to knowing that we're on the right 
track, as it were, yeah. to, to delivering real value. Yeah, I would say so. That, that's a good. That's a good point, actually, because to a certain extent, I think the. In a, in a kind of way, it's, it's interesting that you mention about who's an IBMer and who's not, because for a customer, I can imagine that at the end of the day, they want help. You know, they, they've, they've got a solution and they don't want to feel that there's any kind of like, um, not friction, but any kind of, you know, you know, oh, you're, you're over there. You're, they want to feel that you're kind of a partner and that you've, you, you understand where they're coming from, also their environment. So actually, that's a, that's a really important point in that, that not just the co-creation, the, the co-location, but also that recognition that you understand, you know, where they have, you know, the journey that they have been on, um, as well as what you're trying to kind of um, the outcome that you're trying to achieve for them, which I think is actually a really important one. It's a, it's a much more symbiotic relationship nowadays. I mean, you've, you, I know you're talking about you know, how you both work together, but it's actually interesting to hear how actually it's a kind of a, you know, um, a, a triangle, a symbiotic relationship between both yourselves, but also the customer as well, which is great. Clive, I want to kind of bring you in on this because this sounds, this must be, you know, you must be thinking, well, this is exactly the kind of relationship that would really power through for, you know, a lot of clients. I'd, I'd be curious to understand what where you see the kind of the benefits as well. I think... I think many clients, um, I'd like to think most, uh, most we seem to, to speak to now at least, um, many clients, uh, they don't just want to hand something over to somebody anymore and get something back. I think, you know, in some cases that may be, that may be good. But I think in most cases, they want to themselves learn something from the experience of, of creating something or delivering something that they can then take and they themselves can then use internally and i think you know a lot of what um chris and natalie have sort of talked about in terms of you know co-creation co-location an important part of that is a kind of skill share and transfer aspect which um because it's not just going to be one project you know there's going to be there's going to be a lot more and there's going to be a lot larger implications often in many of the things that are being learned from that project that a client is going to want to take and do for themselves over the long haul i think you know one of the, the trends we've clearly seen in, in recent years is organizations wanting to do a lot more themselves you know whether that's sort of uh, seen by some as key to digital transformation um or simply the fact that you know for, for many they've spent many years sort of outsourcing as much as possible and now come to realize actually a better approach is to do it yourself and to understand the technology yourself to have the processes yourself and to be a modern it uh, organization and so this ability to work with someone like for example ibm um, who have you know an enormous amount of experience both working with customers but from the you know the work they do internally for themselves and the, you know, the change they they themselves have been through in recent years obviously you know you're going to get access to a lot of experience not just kind of actual sort of skills skills in terms of oh well, this is how you do you know devops but just in terms of experience within within an industry or within the kind of organizations that I think IBM, you know, typically work with, you know, it hasn't sort of been mentioned a little bit, but, you know, IBM has been helping organizations with IT for a long time. Um, and, the, and for many of their clients, they will have long relationships. And I think that that can have a lot of value when you're looking to to work with someone to think, well, actually, these these folks, they really understand a lot of the complexity I have, because they actually were there through through a lot of its creation as well. So um, I think that that kind of you know finding someone who's got that kind of experience 
um, uh, is, 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 is really important because you know you're not only going to learn, but you're going to learn specifically in the context of, of you as, a, as I say, an organisation with an industry or, or a type of organisation. Some excellent points made there, everyone, and great discussion. Actually, that leads us to the next question, which is, what do you consider as good measurement strategies and what challenges have you had to overcome when it comes to measuring success? That's a really good question. And I think um, we've all been on a journey with what does success and good look like for all, you know, for all of our own in individual organizations. But for us, I think from a client engineering perspective, when we look at what success is for us, it's we have worked collaboratively with the client to really address the problem or challenge that they have brought to us. And I know when we've been successful because the client wants to immediately do something with the solution that we've co-created together. If they want to take that forwards and look at how they can productionize it, scale it, implement it, uh, and, and expand you know, upon it, then I know that we truly have been getting to the crux of some of their most pressing and challenging business needs. So measurement is quite, I guess, you know, in that term, it's quite a broad um, sort of answer to the question in terms of, for me, success and measuring success from our client's perspective is ensuring they want to move forwards with the solution that we have co-created and presented together. Chris. Yeah, I mean, I think from, from the customer success side of it, um, I guess most people familiar with that part of the industry wouldn't be surprised to hear that customer success is very good at metrics. And there are lots of well-established metrics in terms of um, you know, annual recurring revenues or churn rates, renewal yep. rates, incremental deployment rates. And so I think you know, as, a, as a core element of the discipline, mm. it's not hard to find metrics. So I think for us, um, what's important is to go beyond those established kind of practice metrics. And, and, and what I really think does differentiate the IBM approach is of course, we can measure those things internally, but it's what our clients are achieving externally for their business. That's the important thing. Sometimes that requires um, us to do some learning about their business, but equally to help them understand how to um, measure technology business impact. Mm, yeah. And, you know, looking through all those different themes, when we talk about success and joint success, I think another element of that is that our clients actually really enjoy working with today's IBM. And, you know, you and I were talking about the evolution of IBM and how it's changed over the last sort of five years. Um, actually, our clients are a real testament to that because we see them coming in. They enjoy working with the teams. They're seeing like-minded individuals. They can probably see themselves in our team, but you're enjoying what you do and you're coming together and you're learning from each other and experimenting. And you feel in a safe environment to mm. sort of try things out and fail, pick them up again, go in a different direction. But you're doing it collaboratively. You really enjoy doing what they're doing together, right? And our clients actually say that to us. And I guess that's why we see them come to our events and yeah. speak at public events. And, you know, they'll, they'll give us references and talk about what we do together because they truly see this IBM is a very different IBM yeah. um, to, to perhaps what others perhaps think it it was or it even is today, right? Yeah, I couldn't put it better myself, Natalie. I think that's um, there's no greater measure of, um, of whether you're doing the right thing than having clients telling you they enjoy coming in to hang out with you and achieve things. So yeah, we're very lucky to do what we do. 
actually, to be honest with you, you both sound like you've been very enthused and very enthusiastic in terms of your own engagement, which is really fantastic to hear. This now leads me to my final question of how IBM has evolved considerably over the years, and more so since CEO Arvind Krishna took the helm in early 2020. With that in mind, what myths have been slayed that shine a light on how the company has adapted? I'd be interested to hear about your specific insights on this. Yeah, of course. And I think just to kind of put some context around it, I've been with IBM for 12 years now. And so I joined IBM at the kind of the end of the Sam Parmigiano era and then was through the Ginny Rometty era and now into the Arvind era. So I've got kind of a good sample size, I think, to, to answer that question. I think for me, the, the biggest change um, has been one of focus. And so the, today's IBM is, is a very focused company in terms of the you know, when we talk about what is that focus from a technology point of view, it's about hybrid cloud, it's about data, and it's about AI. And I think what I've recognized and observed is when you really get a company aligned behind that focused vision and that focused value, you really, really start to get a kind of flywheel effect where that focus means you go faster because you're more focused, which then means you realize value faster for the company, but more importantly for clients, which then gets people excited about being focused. And so I would say that we've kind of seen this real um, change in terms of which we operate, the, you know, removing internal roadblocks to get things done. And I think for me as, a, you know, as an IBMer, um, being able to be part of that change and part of that change in pace and you know, the value we're realizing for the clients is really something quite exciting. Yeah, I would I would agree, and I guess I've been here slightly longer, <laughs> so I've seen I've seen uh, a few more eras, I guess, and that pendulum swing. <laughs> but you know, for me, I think it's that experiential engagement that we do with our clients that perhaps you know folks who don't really know IBM today would expect from us, right? Yeah. And it certainly wasn't the IBM of you know 15, 20 years ago. Um, the way we engage with our own clients today is just so different. You know, you look into IBM and equally, you said earlier, we're learning from our clients too. Mm. So that whole relationship, that vendor, client, partner, you know, all of those boundaries for us are becoming much more blurred, right? In yeah. terms of who does what. Yeah, and you know, there's a, there's a really interesting point to pick up on there, Natalie, which is, um, <clears throat> I think, Clive, you might have mentioned it earlier, IBM's had lots of long-standing relationships with what people perceive to be a certain kind of client. And I think what um, clients of all sizes would experience if they engage with IBM today is actually IBM is investing in having relationships with every kind of client. It's not perhaps the typical ones you might expect us to work with, who of course are clearly valuable and strategic to IBM, but actually being very thoughtful about how we engage with the whole ecosystem. So how do we work with business partners, with systems integrators, with ISVs to kind of build and service um, our technology offerings for our clients at scale? So I guess um, Natalie and I firmly believe we've got the best jobs in the company, really. <laughs> it's really great to hear this because there's obviously been a perception of IBM over the years. But it's good to hear the excitement that you both have, along with the messages that you're coming out with in terms of how you've engaged with clients and how they are perceiving a changed interaction. I think getting insights into the communications that you're having, as well as getting insights into some of the projects that you both are involved with, highlights to me the broader way that you're actually working with clients. I'm sure that all this will be interesting for the company's partners and customers, while showcasing how IBM as an organization is changing and perhaps winning on its strategy. 
But most importantly, it provides the extent to which organizations are having to engage to address the complexity within the IT landscape today and also for the foreseeable future. It certainly offers insights into what client engagement now needs to look like. Clive, this has been a great conversation. Are there any takeaways from this discussion that you have as an IT practitioner and fellow follower of IBM's business operations and solution strategies? I think from my side, I think it's just it just highlights the importance of organizations, customers building building close relationships with with partners um, and 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 making sure that honest and transparent and, and in sync as possible in order to um, to deliver what can be you know quite complex solutions against quite a complex background and to measure the success of those uh, th- those outcomes and and to make sure that that everyone continues to be to be aligned as you you know you hopefully you know what you're engaging in is something that's that's long term and not just sort of a kind of a a, a quick win. Natalie, is there any last takeaways you'd like to leave with our audience? I think it's just so important to really come along and experience today. As we've been saying throughout the podcast, we're doing things in really quite a different way. And the um, the excitement that we're seeing from our clients and our partners in terms of their engagement with us and how we go and co-create and collaborate together is just on a completely different level. So we'd love to work with more of our clients and partners to really drive that experiential experience that we're driving with our clients okay well i feel that this has been a great conversation guys with lots of important and interesting insights that i've really enjoyed listening to and engaging with i'd like to say thank you to natalie chris and clive for what has been a really insightful podcast and i'd like to say to our audience to tune in to our next ccs insight podcast episode but until then goodbye and all the best Thank you, Bola. Thanks, Bola. Thanks, Bola.